0: Welcome to the best a man can get and today's man is the kind of guy you unbox and add water just for that. Living in Ireland he is a physicist specialising in the interaction of water and light and also a homeopath. His passion is understanding connection to nature, water, health and human potential. He is an author and host of Made in Nature podcast and a purveyor of fine hats. It is Dr.
1: Carl Moore. Welcome! Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, great yeah. to have you. I've been yeah, so. I got the hat joke. I got the hat joke.
0: <laughs> I have not seen you without a hat, so I, I'm assuming it, it is a, a regular. When you get dressed, what parts or point does the hat? I presume the hat goes on after you've put a shirt on, unless it's a button-up you know,
1: shirt. I thought we were going to talk about science and technology and all these <laughs> things, but you—and now you got me stunned with the hat. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I, I have a whole a whole wardrobe of hats, uh, wow. but yeah, it's 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 not it's it's actually because I find when my head gets cold. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have much hair up there. That's nothing to 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 hide or anything. But I actually. I even in warm days I need a hat, and this wow. has only happened in the last few years. So I never forget my hat when I'm leaving the place, because I will feel the wind. Yeah. Um, so, it, but but I what I'm thinking of doing is like when I reach my fiftieth podcast or something, I might take it off as a, or maybe do it as you know charity donation sort of oh. uh, fundraising thing. That's
0: excellent. Yes, yeah. so I've got a few hats. I should have put one on. I've got a whole load over here.
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm a man of many hats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Given the science that you work in on the subject of water, I've got you a new job, right? You've got a little van that's going to go down to an Irish beach. Maybe not today, because it might not be the best of weather, but I need you to sell slush puppies. So, out of the slush puppies, where do you source your water, as in whose water is best, and what three natural flavours would you supply to those happy young children?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Slush puppies. Yeah, well yeah well the best water and uh, and I would I would hope that the people who were uh, um, purchasing this item would, would, would start to now realize the effort and the quality of the products that I'm going to uh, <laughs> suggest well first of all the finest water is perhaps artigian springwell water water that comes up out of the mountain of its own accord yeah that's the best water is artigian
0: so, a place or is that a method of water
1: arriving I, I, I think it's, well, that's a very good question, is it named after a place artesian, artesian is the word. So, uh-huh. uh, I've, just, I've just got to associate it with um, a well, okay. <laughs> so I've forgotten what it means, uh, uh-huh. except that I associated with this, uh, and the water is usually around four degrees centigrade, so the water takes on a very particular uh, characteristic, as it were, <laughs> in terms of a good balance and energy. Wow. because it 's run it 's run through the energies of the earth deep down below, Got which it. when we drink it and, and if and here we go a memory has is kind of retains information, and we 're mostly water that has an effect on us, so the type of water right there from an energy perspective i 'm painting a picture that we're we 're taking in earth energies into our bodies through the water uh-huh. uh, rather than talk about chemicals or or you know how much of this or that is in it so Got so so what I'm suggesting here too is, of course, um, and I'm dealing with this all the time, so it doesn't sound so strange to me, but to the listener, it might, but I, I start to see water as, as almost like a living, a living creature and, and it's, because it's associated with life. Yeah. You could almost say wherever there's water, there's life. Yeah. Wherever there's life, there's water. And, and what's interesting, they're finding water uh, everywhere. Yeah. They found it on Pluto. Cool. Well, yeah, we're not gonna have blue? a
0: van on Pluto at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not many but, but tourists. The sky's
1: blue and so is the van, <laughs> if I remember. Did you say it was a blue van or was It was a blue slush by the uh, It's like an ice cream sort of van. Um yeah, what, would okay. three, what would be your
0: three what will be your three natural flavours then that you would dish out?
1: Um, a strawberry's gotta be in there, you know. Okay. Yeah, strawberries there. But it's, it's got to be organic, of course. You, know, yeah. you can't have any chemicals, right? So. Yeah, not a
0: Monsanto van.
1: Cause, because cause that would go against the high energies of this underground, beautiful artesian water. See, now, oh, yeah. you, now you've now you got to preserve that high level of standard. So, right.
0: so a slush poppy uh, might not work because if you're freezing it, you're probably killing the potential of it?
1: You, you're probably changing it. That's that's a really good question, because okay. when you freeze it, you're changing the molecular structure. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Totally. Okay, then. Well, uh, because at the other end of the scale, if you were to boil it, you would lose um, its energy. You, you 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 kind of reset it again, as it were. Ah.
0: So really, what we should call this is a mush puppy, as opposed to a slush puppy. A mush puppy. A <laughs> four-degree yeah, mush can... puppy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and the M is for memory. Yeah, I love it, man okay we've got (laughs) strawberry mush
0: puppies all right trademark copyright protected etc fantastic right where do we start with your magnificent career and the subjects you do um what gets a guy in physicists for me and probably the main overall listener they think physicists okay these are guys who just want to blow shit up or they want to disappear up their bottoms talking about stuff that no one else will understand that they may never ever find in their whole life what gets a guy that's sort of in that field to the more rational tangible thing of water everywhere how do you make that jump
1: that's that's a good question um it's kind of the other way around i got into science because i was curious okay rather than as a career or, or any of that. It was usually, this was a, a good way of trying to understand things. <clears throat> and I suppose, um, you know, I love technology. Um, and, and, and I really, I was quite good at it, engineering, uh, all that kind of stuff, loved it. And uh, when you put me in the lab, I was, I just loved it, because you could order parts <laughs> uh, you go down to the machine shop, go for lunch, people respected you. You know, you go home, put out the garbage, you know. But and so it was great because you were building things and you could explore things. And and so I, I got more into the experimental physics. I did mathematical physics, but um, I used to love it, but I, I was actually not very good at it because i uh, it was theoretical, and I need to be grounded because my mathematics was just going off into chaos but if i if, but if I was able to try something out in the lab, it was like it was I was hitting reality. reality would correct me. you know I could have all the craziest theories, but if I tried it out, it was like reality would slap me in the face so get kept me grounded. So it was a way of kind of, you know, thinking like how, how things work and then how do you model them. Mm. And uh, I thought that was a lot of fun, but then it came to a point where I actually saw that my work was being used, um, you know, not to help nature, not to help the planet, but to actually to manipulate it for profit. You know, and, and because it always has the side effect. And so a lot of the work um, that I did uh, always had some sort of connection to some military funding, hmm. uh, always used for these, you know, uh, uses. And so it came to a point, uh, uh, I suppose I should rewind a bit. I always had a, um, going out into nature, I always felt a connection. Um, I I felt different and I needed, I felt I needed to explore that because when I was in society and doing what I needed to do. Uh, I remember at a young age 14 asking you know is this all there is to life going to school doing your homework eating (laughs) getting up in the morning and doing the same again you know why and then it's just like exams and then you get this small summer break and then it rains all summer if you're living in Ireland and England you get those
0: does that stop at school because I was thinking that yesterday and I'm 45.
1: What no? no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you think it was going to stop? No, it doesn't. Mm. (laughs) Um, You know, so so I used to go out to yeah, go out to nature, and I used to you know find this these other aspects, Uh, um, uh, feeling really good at times, Uh, feeling clear-headed. and so when I went to the States and I had my career, I used to, used to go out to the desert a lot oh. and uh, I was just attracted, I was, I, was, I was just obsessed with it for a number of years. Um, so I go out there and camp on my own and all kinds of stuff. And I thought it was quite strange that I felt so at home there. Uh, some Irish guy, what the hell am I doing out here in 110 degrees and I'm loving it, you know, it's <laughs> just, and I felt very safe. Uh, you know, uh, except the the only thing that's kind of scared me was kind of nutters coming out from Los Angeles or something with guns and beer and and big pickups. That was the only, I wasn't scared of rattlesnakes or scorpions, you know, but uh, so, so these two things, it was like, um, and and I thought it was ironic because I was out there, I'd see these big bombing ranges uh, where they just bombed the land. And I was thinking, yeah. They're doing this to protect the country. Yeah, they're bombing the land to protect the country. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I started, you know, started to see these things and, and, and driving through beautiful Colorado in, in the autumn with the aspen trees and all that and going, God, this is heaven. And then and you look closely off to the side of the road, 15 feet away, trespassers will be shot. <laughs> and, we're going, and then I started saying, America, the beautiful from shiny sea to shore, my, uh, shore, my land, your land. And I got, yeah, I yeah. walk 15 feet off. Uh, um, so anyway, it got me to sort of question things. Um, even where I worked, we would work on, it was during the Star Wars period. Right. And um, I remember people working in the place, you know. Um, we, you know, you, were in,
0: you were involved. You can say you were involved. Was it with the Trident missile project?
1: Yeah, it was, or against yeah, it was Trident. A, no, no. For it was. Okay. I, I worked for. I worked for. You know, there was some, um, a huge aircraft company at the time. In the late '80s, I went over there as a young 20-year-old to work for them, mm-hmm. and they put me in front of the, the big machine, and I had to kind of write test programs and build apparatus to test for this little sensor. Uh, mm-hmm that was meant to, and I didn't know for months into it what, what I was for, because the way they compartmentalized it. Yeah,
0: so. yeah.
1: Uh, but, you know, that's over, that's like 35 years ago. So, um, but yeah, so I was doing that, and it was like copying on later that, you know, what what am I doing all this for? Uh, you know, I like nature, I, I, I and yet I'm working in an industry that could, you know, blow fucking country <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> mad, <laughs> yeah, so, um but, but over the years I started to, uh, um, you know, read and try to understand this other dimension, you know, you know things like telepathy, mm. telekinesis, yeah. empathy, remote uh, prayer, uh, all these things work because, uh, you know, I noticed that when i be out in the desert or something, I get very crystal clear insights into things. And the idea of asking and thou shalt, uh, you know, and it'll be answered, you know, seek and thou shall find, sort of thing, mm. uh, is, is quite true. And Do you think so that's I, because
0: when you're out in a big open space, there's no white noise, so to speak. So you're tuned into something. Whereas when you're in a city, there's so much interference that you can't tune into anything.
1: Absolutely, and and and, and, it, and it happens at all levels—not just audible noise, but mm. the way you think. You have to do things, and and when I used to go out to the desert, it was a unique time before cell phones. Oh, so when you yeah. left home, you could potentially die out there. and <laughs> know. You know, so it gave you that <laughs> other level of of kind of wow. You know, I, I'm really, uh, uh, and so, and while that might be scary to some, it's invigorating because uh without question you're forced into uh uh not fucking around you know Mm. uh you know and i learned that with bringing water out to the desert uh how quickly you know one time it was one weekend i was in san diego showers water sprinklers in the garden and that's like i think i'll just go out to the desert you know you know and uh so drive the two hours out there whatever go for a walk and then i realized if i have no water here i could die Actually, I went for a walk and got stuck, and and, uh, uh, and and I suddenly woke up and said, you know, I could I could die out here. I got no water. I got nothing. And then you just this something comes inside you that wakens up. It's 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 like there's no bullshit anymore. Mm. And uh, whatever way I was, I was going down a canyon and I got stuck. And I, and I was, if I moved one way, I would have fallen, you know, like a good ten feet on my back. And the other way, I forget. But I woke up and I just said, got to do it. And then whatever I did, I landed like a cat, you know, <laughs> right. and, you know, because you know, I had to, but strange things like that. It forces, you're, you're forced sometimes to uh, uh, be impeccable. Mm-hmm. Uh, something comes out within you. Usually most of the time, I think of every excuse in the world not to do something. And there's always these reasons. And like I say, I'm kind of academic, so I love to wallow in the pros and cons and all that kind of stuff. But and I suppose it's kind of like COVID too. All this thing. Um, one of the things I find is it it, it it forces me into that same type of element where I can't bullshit anymore. I have to decide who I am going to be. Things are happening in the world. Uh, it would be it would be kind of uh, naive naive of me to think that I'm going to stop it and change it. However, the best I can do is position myself, my attitude as to what, how I'm going to meet that mm. with the full force of who I am. Cool. And, and, you know, so that's the way I look at it.
0: Do you think um, from your time back in, in America, working on the projects with all the other physicists, do you think other physicists have gone the same route as you or are they predominantly blinkered in a particular agenda, as it were?
1: Um, most of them... Uh, I would say fifty percent of them haven't got a clue hmm. uh the other fifty percent know have a have a have a feeling yeah. wanting to that there's something more um, and they probably uh, but i think a lot of people are 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 is compromised the right word um let's say they have um lots of responsibility
0: okay. So they've bought into a system and now they're trapped, so to speak. They got a
1: mortgage, they got yeah. kids, they got this. And and to, to stand up, mm. when there's thousands of people doing the same as you are, what difference do you make? And see, yeah. this, is, this is the disempowering way to look at it. Uh, if you think that you're going to affect the world out there, you're not. It, the numbers don't play the game. But I think the only way you can get a way to change the world are... Um, uh, is to really, to understand who you are, believe in, 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 in what that is, and to make that vibrate, to emanate who you are as strong as possible, because then that, that will send a vibration out that'll resonate and grow our, mm-hmm. our won't places. But if that's not your, you know, if you, get up, if you get caught up in trying to change the world out there piece by piece, you may have an effect but I find I get overwhelmed. Yeah. And, and I think what's happening in the world, well, for me, it's obviously it's, it's social engineering exercise. So it's a way to kind of wear you down. Uh, and, and, and if you take that perspective of us being kind of separate and independent and stuff, and that the one individual can't do anything, well, no. I, I, it's, it's, if you go to the energy level of things, it's the concept, it's the idea that's that is what changes things right and, and so
0: uh, it's a shame that you're because there's so many i i am sure uncertain although i have no tangible proof that there are so many great and able people who are in that realm that you work in that if somehow connected uh, by some means or other could influence a positive because you only need that was i forgot what that rule is where you only need one percent of the populace to yeah, people. I think
1: it's like fifteen percent. You get the critical mass, or, yes. or and then yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that is the thing, and 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 you know, some people say, "Oh, scientists are making it up." Well, you know, a lot of scientists, um, there's a lot of scientists who just you know choose to be ignorant mm. about these things, and then there's other people who actually put themselves on the line. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, 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 um, you know, you know, um, what's like, like uh, Judy Mikovits, you know, um, yeah. Andy Kaufman and people like that. Yeah, exactly. These are scientists who put themselves on the line. Um, you know, they, they speak out and, and, and we're there. So, you know, so I, you know, I don't have the answers. I'm just speaking my piece. So, you know, this is what I see. Um, and I feel you know what frustrates me is the way people conform uh, to what 's being suggested when they 're in but they 're being put in a fear position, of course too, but they dare not facts facts don't facts don 't persuade them no. uh, and 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 I, and I find this is you know this isn 't just now this is a human thing I guess but What's unique about this time though is um all this hysteria of of, of surrounding covid nineteen um, you know I'm not denying that covid nineteen isn't there or anything. what I'm suggesting is is that it has been uh, hijacked mm.
0: uh, certainly been an opportunist uh time hasn't it
1: yeah an opportunist is this time exactly and so I forgot what I was going with that because <laughs> that opens up a whole, a whole, a whole other thing. Um, sure. yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I
0: find it fascinating in regards to the subject of science is that this is the first time, like, like when I was at school or at college, if you were going to write about something, you'd have to back it up with at the bottom, the glossary, your references where you looked at things. But in this year government's been piling out data and, and stuff, but no, at no point have they quoted a scientist, have they quoted an institute, have they quoted a paper or peer-reviewed study, it's just been science says, okay, what science says. There's, there's a huge, vague ambiguity, which is utterly non-science, because it's never yes, stated it's, anywhere.
1: I, I think it's referred to as scientism. at <laughs> okay. It is, yeah, it's yeah. which is the religion of science. Right. Okay. And so science uh, becomes a dogma. Uh, you know, theories become dogma. A theory, a, a theory is just the best way to join up the facts. Yeah. At the time to try to tell a story. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. So as the facts change, you have to change your story, and try to keep it believable. Yeah. That's what science tries to do. And the believable part is trying to mesh with everything else that's been said. So it's a, it's a seeking of the truth. Uh, it should be, and and you know, the interesting thing about science, science started off through the church. Uh, well, one of the, the great patrons of science was the church because it wanted to, uh, uh, it was a way of acknowledging the handicraft of God and to mm. praise Him for it. But then as they got to study it more, they say, hmm. If we do this, we get more of that, and I can make more of a profit here, and you could get that. And so then it became an institution of trying to understand how God's handicraft can be manipulated and exploited. Yeah. And, and brought to a level of, of being sustained, you yeah. know, tamed, yeah. just for our purposes. And and so, you I know, just the first, the
0: first scientist would be Buddha, because wasn't he studying the human being?
1: Yeah, well, it depends on what you define on science. Uh, But I was sort of thinking it's more the institution. Got you. uh, Rather than, yes, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Anybody who questions, um, I guess, where we come from Hmm. uh, and why we're here. But you see, at the very roots of it, science and, and let's say, spirituality uh, have the same origin, really. I mean, they're talking about the same thing.
0: Yeah, well, then, doesn't science just mean... Knowing is it is it Greek for skios? Yeah, Meaning yeah, not-
1: skios. Yeah, 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 knowledge or something. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So That's there it. you go. So yeah, mm. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. okay. So how did you get into the subject of water then?
1: Um well water I, I applied my science to building instruments that went in the ocean, measuring light in the ocean, spectrometers and stuff like that. So that was uh-huh. my kind of my career. Right. Okay. But there wasn't anything particular in water that I was studying in the ocean, I went, ah. Hmm. It was quite interesting to see that there were phytoplankton in it and all these little creatures and that the ocean has the same, what is it, viscosity as our blood and the mineral content in the ocean is the same as in our blood, except our blood is diluted by four times. Uh, And so we have blood on the inside, those little microbes and, and, and phytoplankton, they have their blood on the outside, which is the ocean. It's like they're... Wow. But anyway, that's those that and, and they react to life and all this kind of stuff, you know, photosynthesis and little animals coming up under the moonlight and coming down. So I was measuring those sort of things as well. Yeah. Um but I'd I'd heard of this thing called homeopathy way back and I remember going, ding just put a little sticky pad beside that for a few <laughs> decades. Yeah. And uh uh, it, and what intrigued me was is that you could make uh, medicines out of water, and mm-hmm. that that you didn't need a lot of equipment. What you needed was like a specimen, plant, a flower, an insect. Uh, you prepare it, grind it up, or make it into a tincture, uh, and then you put it in a bit of water, dilute it, and then you have to succuss it, which means like if you have a vial, yeah. a little glass vial, and you have this water and bit bit of stuff in it. You succuss it, you give it these wallops, like t- 10 times, and then you dilute it again. And you do it, and each time it gets potentized. It also gets more and more diluted.
0: Okay.
1: You just twine it out, and then you're adding fresh water, succussing it. Right. Twine so, everything out. So, succussing
0: out. is basically a pounding? A pounding, exactly. Okay, right,
1: yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the steps in potentization. You have to do a dilution. Yeah. But like one in a hundred or something. And then you do a succussion. You do a number of impacts.
0: Let me get the basics of that so, so like the listener gets it. So for yeah. me, one of my curiosities is like, if I take a vitamin tablet, it's got all these various things in it. And I yeah. look at my body and I'm thinking, yeah. okay, how is this vitamin tablet evenly spread throughout my body? Or does it just mm. cluster somewhere? But what you're saying mm. in regards to that water is by mixing it into a, not homogenized, I don't know what the word would be, but with a method of succussing, you're basically... Giving it an even spread so all of the water is effective, as opposed to a blob of the water only being effective. Is that why you'd be succussing it, shaking it That's, up? Uh,
1: I I like the way you think because it gets me to think. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, let me just stand back. But when I, when we start the succussion, the the thing you're adding to it would be like uh, uh, mostly water and say a few drops of a tincture. Are you familiar what a tincture is? No. Okay. Well, okay. I apologize. I should have said that earlier. Uh, a tincture, uh, let's say you get, uh, 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 uh you, you want to get, I can't think of a plant. Um, <laughs> you want to get a tincture of, of, uh, St. John's Warsh. Okay. Which yeah. Is, okay. So you get, I think it's the comfrey. I, I forget what plant it is. Uh, what you do is, uh, you will either get the roots or the leaves or the whole plant. And you know you prepare it at that level. They say sometimes it's the roots, sometimes, sometimes it's the whole thing, sometimes it's the flowers, and uh, you 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 put that in it in a jar of alcohol, strong alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, like ninety percent proof or something, and you leave it there for like weeks. And what that does is the alcohol pulls the juices or the essence of the plant out. Okay. So after a month, what you do is you, you spill off that, that liquid. That's the tincture. So okay. it contains real molecules of the real uh, plant or specimen that you put in there. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm trying to paint the picture as easy as possible. For you. Yeah. So when homeopathy comes along, it, it'll, it'll get a drop of that and add it to 100 drops of water in a little glass jar, a little Got vial. You. So that's about 0.9% alcohol then? Uh, Yeah, just a little bit. And alcohol is actually good. It stabilizes the remedy. And uh, alcohol is not counterindicated during homeopathic uh, therapy. Although you don't want to imbibe too much because it pulls down your uh, immune system, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, getting back to to the remedy making, and then you do the succussion step. That would be a potency level. Then to bring it to the next level of potency, you dilute it, you throw all that, stuff out of the vial Mm -hmm. and you're left with a little residue on the side. This is a method they use rather than adding a drop and getting a whole new vial. Then they add, uh, you know, a hundred times more water, a hundred drops more water, fresh water. Yeah. And that mixes with the residue, which is equivalent to about one drop. Okay. And then you success again. That's the next. And you keep going and going and going and going and going and going. And as you go, you're actually, because you're diluting it, throwing out that liquid each time, you're diluting what the original thing was in the beginning until you're left with just statistically pure water. But this pure water, when you give it to someone or something or an organism that's, that needs it, it responds. But there's no molecules left in it. What the, <laughs> the hell's going on? You see? You see? But what's happening is, is that the water is... Uptaking that information and spreading it through these processes of dilution and succussion, and so it's 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 gone into an energetic form that water is able to retain and relay. So, does it does it connect when you take it as water? Does it connect with the water in your body and restructure it? These are questions. But it is this has because the body
0: is primarily receptive to water. So I if would the think if so. the water is tricked into not tricked but takes on the identity of something else but whilst looking like water the body goes oh come on in
1: uh yeah um i like to think of water as the messenger and the message the message and the messenger and that you don't need any form of translation because water is in everything it's not like you're yeah does does that make sense yeah it's i'm getting like, for
0: some reason the idea of a shark this myth that well not a myth the fact that a shark can smell blood a mile away i'm like or oh, whatever yeah. like how is that possible because yeah, yeah, the blood hasn't yeah. moved through the water
1: yeah, and the smell yeah.
0: isn't going through. so something yeah. must be resonating through each water molecule yeah, for yeah, a shark yeah. to pick it up
1: yeah. 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 And the diffusion, that's called the diffusion theory. You're, you're, you're spot on. The diffusion theory is where the molecules have to spread out before they go up your nostrils. Yeah. You know, what's the likelihood of that? Uh, and and it doesn't quite explain it, no. uh, but, but it's also like in the body, uh, if you're familiar with cells, they got a membrane and they got the, uh, what do you call it? The little receptors. Yeah. Protein receptors. Um, well, in the diffusion theory, if you have uh, a medicine or an enzyme, uh, you have all the enzymes going by, boop, 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 and the diffusion theory that only unless it's lined up just perfectly, yeah, uh, will will it connect and that signal go into the cell. Got ya. That's like getting your your front door key and throwing it at your front door <laughs> key <laughs> slot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's actually electrical. So what happens? I was going to say think, it must
0: be more yeah, yeah, higher than yeah, that because yeah. it yeah, must be frequencies exactly. there. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what happens is 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 the way, their electrical signal is determined by the way these enzymes are are contorted. You know, they stack with all their little chemicals and they have a funny shape. Uh, that shape is and the, and what's con, what it's composed of determines its signature. So it sends out this as an electromagnetic signal. Right. When something else comes by that resonates with it, is at the same frequency, just like your the radio, they start to attract each other. Yeah. And so they may be out of phase at the beginning, you know, that this guy's going like this, and the other is going like that, but then they get closer, they start to
0: yeah,
1: lock, yeah. In, and then they join, like the but, Soyuz spacecraft.
0: Yeah, or like a lady's menstrual cycle with other ladies.
1: Exactly. When you yawn, everybody else yawns. Yeah, <laughs> it's energy, man. You see, are, are the other thing people say, well, you know, you can tell me about the Grammy. There's nothing in it can't possibly work. And but then think about the effect music has on you.
0: Mm.
1: Some That's... music can just lift you up. Other music can pull you right down. It has a huge effect in you. But there's no molecules being conveyed through your <laughs> ear. This is <laughs> vibration. It's the information. You see. Yeah. And it's, it, it suddenly becomes so obvious. So if we start to think in terms of energy, everything becomes connected. Mm. Everything now has, has purpose in your life. Everything is a reflection of your own vibrations.
0: So is homeopathy a very old-worldy way of transmitting vibration? Like nowadays, Homeop- we would use electromagnetics, maybe, or whatever, to affect a body. Whereas in the old days, it would be get water that's in a particular frequency of whatever, it's like St. John's water, whatever, and that frequency amongst the body would bring about a, a wellness or, or ease as opposed to disease.
1: Well, I think I, 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 homeopathy formerly only came into being like 1820, Okay. so in Germany by a guy called Samuel Hahnemann, and uh, he was trained as a doctor. Um, a medical doctor, and he practices as a doctor, and uh, he, he could speak many languages. And um, anyway, to cut a long story short, um, he was able to make his own remedies. He, he well, I, 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 think the story goes that he wanted. He heard something. He was translating uh, some documents about chinona bark, uh, which is uh, it has contains quinine, which was used to uh, cure mm. malaria, yeah uh, and I forget the exact reasons now, but what he decided to do was to see how much dose was really necessary oh, okay. to have an effect he want, there was something in the document that 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 arose his inquiring mind, and this is i can't remember the exact this is so he started on that process, and he found that by diluting the the, the medicine that he could elicit the same res- this, by taking. By taking the Peruvian bark himself he was able to elicit the same sickness as malaria so then what he tried to do was he reduced the amount that could that could elicit the same kind of response in his body and he found that when he then gave that to someone who showed up with malaria symptoms mm. he could give that same medicine and would counteract it and they get better. Wow. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely yes yeah. so, so basically yeah yeah that yeah, was yeah. It's like a, a proper working principle of vaccination.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes what people say is homeopathy is against vaccination. Well, homeopathy is not a way. I mean, homeopathy is where you apply something similar. Uh, vaccination might be more isopathy, where you give something exact. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very close. And what I mean by that is if you're uh, you know, suffering from cat, say you know, aller- allergies from cat, you might give them cat hair. Yeah, uh, uh, you know that would be isopathy, the exact same thing. Homeopathy. If the cat gave you a sneezing, a runny nose, or, or your eyes uh, water like you would from cutting onions, then you would probably give them a remedy Allium cepa, which is the red onion. God, yeah. So it's it, you see what I'm saying? It's not yeah. you're not giving them back cat allergy. You're giving them red onion because you're addressing the symptoms are similar, the and that's a homeop- stimulant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other one's isopathy, which is also used, where you give the cat hair back. Um, wow. And so, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's... Wow. Uh,
0: amazing stuff. Um, I, I'm fascinated by the simple fact that water is actually the most alien thing on our planet, because all water, from what I've seen, comes via meteorites and asteroids, etc., and arrives here, basically. And all the water we've had is an accumulation of every asteroid impact and space debris. Is that true?
1: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it, it brings up a good point because I happen to, in, in what, one of my chapters, and, and, I, and I'm doing the second edition with updates and stuff, I talk about the origin of water. And uh, um, you're exactly right. It's called the dirty snowball theory. where this big uh, dirty snowball full of ice and snow and bits of dirty rock comes into our solar system and as it approaches the sun it begins to melt and as it melts all the vapors it it, it leaves a trail in in, in space behind it. Um, No I mean there there has been water may have come from other planets and, and collisions with other uh uh, water bodies in the past because and the reason why i say that is because uh water should be everywhere because water is made up of hydrogen and oxygen hydrogen is the most ubiquitous substance in the universe Mm. and oxygen is way up there third or something i forget that's on the planet or in the universe but it's way up there you combine those two you get water right so it 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 should be everywhere. So yeah, that, that, but that, does, because, that always
0: baffles me. That I was like, oh right, that nation's having a drought. Well, why don't they just make water? Or, or the fact that I used to work for a water company and they were talking uh-oh. about droughts and oh, how you've got to be precious water. And I'd look out the window and there's a there's a huge fucking cloud up there with hundreds mm. of tons of water. I'm like, drought? Mm. What do you mean <laughs> there's mm. a cloud there? We're on an island surrounded by water. What mm. do you mean? Why aren't we fixing this? It makes no sense. But yes.
1: I, yeah, we, we have the same problem in Ireland. Uh, we get droughts, you know, <laughs> the rainiest countries in the world, you know, um, and we get droughts. But, but yeah. here it's because we have leaky pipes, we're told. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're told yeah. the same over here, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, I don't think that's true when I look out the window and see so much. Every human body around me is predominantly made of water. There's water bloody everywhere. I, I disagree. I think yeah. they have just being yeah, yeah. lazy in science in the way in yeah, which they yeah. extract or get water.
1: Well, water, just getting back to just to finish up on the comet thing, what they found is not so much water on the comet itself, but it's, this is a more electrical theory where you get the particles from the solar wind start yeah. to interact and they start to do cathodic etching of the surface and they strip off uh, um, uh, uh, ionized particles that interact with the solar wind, uh, uh, protons, which is hydrogen. Yeah. And then you get water actually forming in the tail because of the reaction. Oh, okay. It doesn't form in the, in the comet per se, yeah. but in the tail. And ah. so when we run into that, we could scoop up bunches of water. But there's, um, there's other things, uh, particles coming from the sun, lots of protons. Uh, there's interactions with the Earth, that, and, and the Earth produces oxygen. Uh, so, you, there again, you have the oxygen, hydrogen. Apparently, there's these noctilucent clouds that are 85 kilometers up in the atmosphere, and they believe they are formed because of the interaction with the solar wind to form water. Okay. So, we're not isolated out here. We're, having, we're getting the water from the sun mixing with things, uh, which is really quite fascinating. The other thing is, um, in the 1930s, there was a guy called Stephen, Stephen Rice, and he reported that he was able to find Fresh water coming out of calcite rocks. Right, and this is documented, and apparently it's a scientific thing. It's called cold oxidation, uh, where under intense pressures, uh, rocks uh, uh, release. Uh, I think it is hydroxyl ions or something, and. Anyway, water is formed. It gives them the the impetus of the trigger to form under under intense pressure. So water actually comes out, hydrogen oxygen mixing together. Yeah. And some people believe this is why. Have you ever heard of these frogs that get that are found inside rocks? No,
0: they're, I. They're, I've, they're, I've, I guess I have actually,
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going. How, how do they How do they live there? They may be getting their moisture from that. Some people say that. I, yeah. I'm really speculating here on that. Yeah. So, but you know, it, it it's just interesting that water is so diverse, um, you know, it can, you know, we have to remember that it's hydrogen, oxygen, wherever they are, you yeah. have the potential for water. So it shouldn't be such a big, phenomenal uh, sort of thing, you know, Is there more
0: uh, water beneath, because I also heard a few months ago that there's actually far more water beneath the earth than we know, although how they can say that because they must have known um, that there's more water than we currently, have been accustomed to this idea that the earth's covered in seven-tenths water when actually there's a shitload more of it inside the earth. Is that true?
1: I don't. I don't. I I don't know. Um, if it is, you see, it wouldn't, you know, like the the oceans are, you know, about five miles deep or seven miles deep at the most. Hmm. Uh, most of the time it's a mile and a half, something like that. Right. Um, but... You know, that's think of the the surface of the earth, and you're just going down like a a mile or two, it's not much on the surface. No, it isn't. So, even if you have like water in the rocks going right down for even in the form of steam and spread over a much greater area, uh, maybe you do. I I don't know. It's a calculation. Um, But of course, as you go closer to the earth, it gets warm very quickly. Yeah. Uh, warmer than, you know, theory would expect.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, in the subject of uh, water, because you've written one book, you've got another one on the way. Uh, the book's called Nature's Twist. Was the first one called Nature's Twist?
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. that's Well, I'm doing a second edition. I'm also thinking of um, uh, what, what that was. That was an exploration into... Uh, I was doing a lot of research for years and years and years, and I was trying to find some new commonality. And uh, uh, in, my, in my investigations into water, I'd also come across a guy called Victor Schauberger, who which is an Austrian forester who uh, had, had an innate uh, connection with water. He, could, uh, he understood it. But he, he, um, he saw that the fact that a water could spiral hmm. and twist was a way it would regenerate itself and keep healthy, et cetera, et cetera. So I was as, as in start- what,
0: like a, just just a natural way of mixing itself. How do you, how do you mean?
1: Yeah, well, it, well, it does a number of things when it goes into a spiral. Um, it 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 spirals, but it, it the center part it tightens towards the center part. The center part is denser and cooler, and it tends to pull. It, it tends to be a leader for the water flowing down a conduit, so the sides of the bank don't get worn. Okay. There's no. It becomes less friction. That's why if you try to constrain water down a straight line aqueduct or corridor, you're going to get wear and tear. Oh. Because you're trying to control the way it flows. But if you let it spiral and twist and turn on itself,
0: yeah.
1: this is the fundamental motion. And so this is, this is the basis of my book.
0: Yeah.
1: This ability to twist is the fundamental motion of the universe. So, I am saying, what, what, instead of thinking in terms of fundamental particles and all that thing, why don't we just think of it as this fundamental urge just to twist. just to, Nothing never goes straight, it always twists. Yeah, and yeah. I say, yeah, they've got quantum spin, oh, that's a twist. And galaxies rotate, that's a twist. Yeah. And the blood through your veins twists in the same way it does as a river. And when it does that, and it spirals down your veins and arteries, it becomes frictionless because it pulls away from the sides. There's no more friction. Oh. And so, and then I go, holy shit. That's what the heart does. The heart isn't the pump. It's meant to just twist the blood to make it spiral. And oh. then again, so, so the whole thing said, hey, spirals everywhere. So i was <laughs> going for a long time, spirals everywhere. I see spirals everywhere. And so I, I linked that well up with homeopathy because I noticed that they were able to potentize remedies by vortexing the solution by spinning it. Mm. and then i say well jesus what's happening with succussion we're just sort of hammering it and then i realized ah turbulence you're creating lots of little micro vortices. Uh, yeah as
0: an example so, to a listener i would suggest uh, when you're emptying say a two liter bottle if you spin it before tipping it the water flows out far quicker than if you just tip up the bottle
1: yeah you get the big blobby. Bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, that shows
0: yeah. an example of a vortex thing because it's spiraling out of the bottle and it goes far quicker than yeah, it does yeah, if you yeah. just pour it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's there, there, there's other interesting things. And, and uh, just to say that uh, I didn't know this for a long time because they don't really teach this in physics, but every spinning object self-magnetizes, which means that a vortex, that which sense, you just yeah. think is a neutral thing spinning, actually creates a field. Right. And that... So you can see now you have electrical connected to uh, spirals and gravity, gravity electrics, levitation. So you get into this, all this other fantastic stuff, Um, but it's the spiral. So, so, and then water and the spiral. And we haven't even talked about other forms of water. Water is the ability to form different structures that carry out different functions in the body. Like in the cell, they found it, it forms as as a gel. As a, as a crystalline liquid crystal, that if it's kept pure, it delivers messages with great fidelity leading to sustained health. If that matrix of gel water gets polluted, the cells don't, the, the matrix doesn't, the cellular, excuse me, the atomic molecular matrix is skewed, the enzymes are contorted, you don't get the same functioning, leads to ill health. Huh. That's a nutshell. I'm downloading on you, man.
0: No, 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 I'm listening to that because I'm thinking like I'm immediately seeing. It. Is water a better way of doing communications than actual solid copper? Potentially.
1: Well, you know, now now we're getting into more. Um, yeah, well, in, in in the body, what it does is it acts as a way like you know when you get jello a big jelly. Hmm. Imagine you dump a jelly out in the plate. <clears throat> Excuse me, and you and you just barely touch it on one side, the whole thing shakes. Yeah. That means that information is spread throughout it instantaneously, right? Yeah. So that's the way the gel works in our we're like we're like gel, but it's like intelligent gel. Yeah. And it, it, so we work anything that touches the one that's communicated through the whole body, and that's faster than enzymes and, 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 and kind of signals, chemical signals, of the diffusion theory we talked about earlier, this is, this is a much faster one because he uses electrons and protons to communicate through this network. This is the latest science. So you're dealing with water, you're dealing with spirals, and, you know, so... so,
0: In in fundamental, I think, as as a livable, useful datum for people, I would assume from what you're saying there, that if your water within your physical structure is as pure as possible, your reflexes, reaction time, and energy levels are going to be far higher than they would be had you got some sort of polluted, toxic-type water within you.
1: That's... That's the way I'm starting to look at things, because I've been reading um, a, few, uh, 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 a few books lately I came across, um, and they're saying that water in the cell is more important than DNA in its function. Right. Um, and you know how uh, DNA, we, we used to think that everything was dictated by the DNA hmm. uh, up until the year 2000. Well, we found that we, I think we, there was more expressions of DNA than there was DNA or something. Uh, so, which meant that our DNA, we're not locked in by our DNA, uh, but that we can, uh, you know, we have a library of DNA our RNA or something, and then we can, uh, depending on the environment, we be expressed differently. Uh, so, there's something else going on. We're not frozen. We're not, uh, what's the word, uh, uh, destined by our DNA. What you think of as a thing called epigenetics, that's the word, where our DNA, our, our genetic uh, uh, expression changes because of the environment it's in. Mm. So, if you're in a healthy environment, you will maintain, you're more likely to maintain a healthy existence. Uh, but if you're in an unhealthy environment, you can never get above that, the environmentality, because we're a part of it. So, this comes back to responsibility, I, I suppose. When you think in terms of energy is that if our environment's good we're good it's not that we can make ourselves good and trash the environment
0: <laughs> yeah, it
1: doesn't true. work it doesn't uh, work
0: does alkaline water is that a useful thing because I, I hear so many people or successful people go oh, i just drink alkaline water i've spent two thousand pounds on a pump and a filter on my house and i drink alkaline water is that is it worth the investment
1: should i say um well there's alkaline water, and sometimes you know it's like acid having an acidic body is bad yeah, yeah but but too much alkaline is bad too. The okay. thing is that we should just be slightly alkaline and okay. um, but that I think that is more a chemical way of approaching it um i you know sometimes like when I feel a little acidic, I confess I will take a, a, a baking soda mm-hmm. A bread soda, just a sodium bicarbonate, a teaspoonful in some lukewarm water, boy, I feel good after that um, yeah. you know, so that could be you could call that alkaline water
0: yeah um, I've had know. electrolyte sachets before, and they're amazing
1: yeah absolutely and 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 certain salts we we need those um, absolutely um. Yeah, I, I, the alka, the alkaline water. I've heard things that you can you know it can be overrated in one sense. Hmm. Uh, you know it's alkaline, and, and you know ours is pH ten. You know, you know they're trying to get more alkaline as a sales factor.
0: Yeah, well that, that you know, might ours be. is
1: better because ours ours is even more alkaline. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's not that you don't want that. You just want to be slightly alkaline. I think.
0: Is there a pH that humans are meant to be?
1: You know? well our blood is 7.4 okay is
0: that what we're meant to be or what it currently is
1: that's yeah and and um that, that's what it is that's what we've evolved to homeostasis that's our homeostasis okay um so yeah 7.4 but then different parts of the body have different ph's like the mm. the, the 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 wall of our stomach it's got a buffer uh, a ph of 0.5 yeah. really acidic and it does that using, you know, so it has to buffer that with, I think, organic sodium or something. And if we don't that, we don't have that in our diet. Uh, the body will go look for it and take it from our bones. Oh, yeah. And then, then you get problems with osteoporosis. you know. So it's all this interrelation, mm. uh, you know. So if yeah. you keep, if you try to maintain your body, but there's certain uh, foods that are acidic. Uh, but your body does everything to maintain the the pH of seven point four. So you're not going to measure a change necessarily in the blood uh, of it changing because the body's going to do what it can to maintain it. Uh, but it's more the idea if you, you eat a lot of acidic foods, your body has to find ways to, to make it more alkaline. Oh, yeah. And so that puts a stress. But if you're just measuring the blood, you won't notice any difference. So yeah, don't yeah. you notice things like in your saliva or in your urine? But that depends how, how long after a meal and all these other questions to wow. see how the pH changes. So it's a dynamic thing too, but the the body maintains at 7.4 because if it changed, like if you cut yourself and the the blood gets exposed to air, its pH will change. And when its pH changes ever so slightly, that triggers it to coagulate. Ah. So it's actually kept at a place very precisely so that if anything happens, other agents can come in and other things can happen.
0: So we're really quite sophisticated. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? It's an amazing thing. Just to think that mo- many a person right now is just sitting on a couch, stuffing themselves full of ice cream and alcohol, watching football. <laughs> it's
1: like. I thought you were like, saying watching us, but yeah. anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, wow. This is <clears throat> I just the, the, the amount of things you could go into on the subject of, of water. But one thing that's uh, fascinated me in regards to yourself is that um, you're saying that we get into this status quo uh, or, or man can fail by getting into a status quo of um, forgetting how to be men.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: how, does a, how does that come from a, a guy like yourself? You're a physicist, you've, you're a homeopath, you're into water, but then you're seeing this other sort of psychological phenomena. Is there a direct connection to the subject you've been studying or is that completely different? This sort of sheep-like philosophy that uh, seems to be occurring in, in modern man.
1: You know, I hadn't thought of that, but now I'm thinking, are they putting lithium in the water or something? Got yeah. Are, are there some agent in the water? Because, you know, like they have fluoride in the water. Yeah. And that's meant to make people more gocile. Um, I mean, that's what they used in the concentration camps. Yeah. Fluoride in the, the water. P- Is it the pineal gland that fluoride? Yeah, it? it's meant to calcify because it's all part of the chloride, fluoride. What's the halogen family, I think? Um, yeah. Um, wow. But no, I noticed it as a separate thing because I noticed I, I um, uh, when I watch TV uh, for many years now, I've taken a stand. Some people don't watch TV at all, which I think is a good idea. I, the first commercial I see, I usually get up and walk out. Yeah. Um, uh, but sometimes I like to, I, I, I will study them because you know a lot of efforts being put into a commercial to attract the viewer's attention. Mm. So if I watch that commercial, I have a lot to learn about. You know, I try to reverse engineer it. And so a lot of commercials, I've seen this kind of stance where, uh, you know, like um, trying to book a hotel, the guy's, you know, going through the yellow pages, or he's going on the internet, and the woman comes in and, oh, I've got the new app. Here it is, you stupid motherfucker. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know get up, you know, you, you useless man. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and then I go, you know, that's, and then I noticed that men are being put in the kind of situation of needing, you know, and it, and, and so, you know, while any imbalance is not correct, it seems to be switched now. Uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of political movements out there where things are reversed, where the oppressor was once the white man, and now it's you know it, 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 everything's going going backwards, you know, um, and everybody's blaming everybody, uh, and and no one knows what's going on. I, this is all part of the plan. I call it the age of non, no, um, non-resolution. I mean, we're we're we have these ongoing wars, but nobody's saying we're at war. Uh, yeah. You know, the health service is in a bad way, but it's never going to be resolved. We're not defining it. We're not calling it out is what it is. So we can't. So we have all these, the masks that we're told to wear, um, we're presented to, it's like, this is the first time someone came up with an idea to use a mask to prevent a virus. <laughs> well, what do we do? How well does it work? Yeah. You know, this is why they were initiated, you know, how good this is a well known, well documented thing. It should be quite clear how well it performs in an environment like this. There shouldn't be a question. Of it was going probably back known about hundred years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have smaller particles in our, you know, viruses, but um, viruses are so small, they're a fraction of a wavelength of light. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, but you know, what I'm hearing is these, well, the tests are uh, they're testing for uh something that's similar to our own chromosome, chromosome eight in the human body. Well,
0: like is it what's uh, the other one? Exosomes?
1: Yeah, exosomes which are secreted from a cell that's under stress and, and this is this is yeah, they're measuring those things. So uh but 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 it's the language in which it's used. It's like um, you know, this are we in a second wave right now? Oh, I I don't think so. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, I know, I know. No, but I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's kind of very interesting because the numbers of cases are, are are just as high, but the deaths are minimal in comparison. Yeah. We should be celebrating that fact that something wonderful is going on.
0: Yeah, the humans have evolved That's in the last fact. six months. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, the deaths are minimal compared to the number of cases. That's good, which means instead of saying, oh, the virus is much more prevalent than we ever thought, you know, well, if that's the case, and people are asympt- asymptotic, yeah. asymptomatic, yeah. excuse me, um, hey, it's not as bad. Yeah.
0: It's a bit like, the, the, ter- like it, um, the bugs that can make you sick in general, just like food bugs. We're, we're covered in the damn things. But hey, we don't get sick.
1: No, because our body is intelligent. <laughs> it's, it's continually monitoring the environment. And we have like, uh, what is our, I don't know, or something? They have little slits and they're always sampling what air, food, everything. And it's taking a little sample and the little guys behind there are going, Hey, have you seen this before? Yeah. Yeah. Put it up on that shelf there. We got that one. No, haven't seen that one. We better (laughs) make some antibodies. That goes down to the department GH. So, You know, they're working full time. And uh, actually our immune system, our immune system is viruses and bacteria. Mm. So our body knows how to deal with viruses. Now. It, there's times when it doesn't, when it's a new thing. Uh, uh, but once the guys behind the, the uh, behind the adenoids or whatever, they're sampling there. They're going to come out with the good mixture. Um, and what here's the thing is, is is what happens is the way the virus works, from what I understand it, uh, it spreads, it sheds. The body sheds. It's it's almost like it's it, the exosomes are signals to other of our species to say, hey, we got a problem here, you know. Mm. Uh, start working on it. Go so ahead. by the time the virus gets out there, it's dissipated. You see this like in trees, if a beetle yeah. attacks a tree in the forest, uh, the tree starts to send out what pheromones or whatever yes, signals right, yeah. it has. And the other trees then react to produce resistant enzymes or whatever, same thing. Wow. And so that it builds up a defense. So when we actually try to prevent that by staying in, nobody will get sick. But it's but people get weaker and and when they come out, yeah it'd be much more likely because to keep our immune systems fit, we need to be interacting, we need to keep them toned, and they yeah. need to be interacting, we need to be shaking hands, we need to be talking, we need to be engaging with people, we need to be rolling in the grass and rubbing our backs off barky trees and things like <laughs> that, you know? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned the um, lithium. Now um Uh, I may be being a a bit simple here, but is that not the prime thing in most common batteries and new electric
1: cars? Yeah. The reason why I say that, because I had read an article that they were thinking of adding lithium to the water, either in California (laughs) the United States or something. What sort of a lunatic would think of doing that? To reduce the amount of depression in society. Because lithium is used as, I believe, a psychiatric drug for depression. Um, personally, I think they all be better off taking magic mushrooms, but that's another story. That's <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, just insane. I, I don't think why why they think that, okay, well, we're going to put a, a metal into the water just to, to make people feel a bit more happy. But all, all it's doing is shutting down your nervous system.
1: Well, you know, it's like, you know, it's 1984. It's uh, It's the God. SOMA, you know, it's to control, you know. Along it's with incredible. those millions it's, of
0: mosquitoes in Florida that yeah. have all been programmed to do um
1: what was that project yeah. that's been
0: funded and given the go-ahead? Did you did you read that oh, one? Oh, there
1: mosquitoes in Florida or something to let all these genetically mutated yeah. things out. All right, just 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 they have no understanding how nature works and the subtleties that are involved, you know. Gosh. Pathetic. <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: It gets a bit scary on that. Um one final question I'll ask you before we end on um Here, you you mentioned before other dimension. Is it other dimension or dimensions? And if so, have you got a tangible experience of this? Because I have these philosophies in life, or or hopes I have to call them now, because I haven't I haven't got a real grasp of them. Like, if my body dies, am I going somewhere else? Am I coming back? Am I a constant strain of consciousness, etc.? I don't really know because I don't have a tangible contact with it do physicists come across that sort of thing
1: i don't know we usually don't talk about things like that
0: (laughs) that's mad i would expect physicists to be talking about that every day (laughs)
1: but i I suppose i'm not normal Uh, (laughs) i'm glad to to say Um, so what i mean by dimensions there is and i knew that that that's kind of a word because as soon as you mention dimension it's kind of Woo, 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 woo. You you know, if suddenly yeah. you're out there at the edge of the universe, you know, talking to, you know, five-headed aliens, or something, <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's not what I, I mean, like dimensions, um, when you're sitting in the classroom and the teacher's going blah, 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 and you go off somewhere and you daydream, mm. where are you? You're there, but you're not there. You're oh, yeah. in another dimension. So I would entertain that as a dimension. Do you see? Oh, yeah. Do you see what I'm trying to get at?
0: Yeah, um, a dimension of thought, or a dimension where we're all connected yeah. by something else.
1: Well, you could think of those as as deeper or higher dimensional levels yeah. of connectedness. So, um, you know, sometimes I suppose another way is what we have going on right now is we have a polarization process going on in the world, it's good and bad. Republican-Democrat, mask, non-mask, all that.
0: All binary Uh, code opposition, yeah.
1: Exactly. So that keeps us in, in this oscillation. So another dimensional level of this would be to look at it from a point of view where these two polarities are integrated. How do you do that? The way I've done it is to say, not to pick sides, but to rather see these two things as the forces of transformation in operation. To okay. bring about something new, right? You see, so I'm going to another organizational level, another dimension of seeing things. So I say that is another dimension. Now, when I when I when I talked about other dimensions in nature, um, I, I yeah, it, this is where it gets probably more meaty in the sense that you actually um, start to have a connection with nature where, as you think, nature responds in kind. Mm. And that is what I found phenomenal. And that is probably what changed me most of all, is a direct knowledge of knowing this this experience, this fact. And um, being able to connect to a level where you get insights and recognition. Um, and you don't know where it comes from. You just mm. know. Yeah. And so I knew I was touching something deeper. Um, and I might have ways of going about it to get into that state of mind, uh, uh, not in any prescribed way, but more by intent, you know, not a ritual or, you know, um, although I do find burning incest to be quite helpful. Frankincense is very relaxing, but, you know, sorry, that was, wasn't as facetious as I thought it might be, but, um, (laughs) anyway, backing up. Um, Yeah, so, times being in the desert, um, yeah, where you can uh, actually think in a way and have now this is I know this is going on so it sounds really pretty trippy, but have a thundercloud form over you. Yeah. And only you and chase you out of a canyon. Uh And no other clouds in sight. So you encounter different energies and you start to realize that there's a whole wealth of information what people have been talking about, indigenous tribes and the way they see things. And and then I look back at science and the audacity of it to sort of say, Ah, we know how to do this. We know better. We're going to control the weather. We're going to control the world. We know how to control people. We know how to live forever. All we need to do is get rid of these bodies and yeah. upload a computer program, and that's all we are. <laughs> that is that is sad because they don't understand what it is to be human. Mm. You know. And uh, it's not a simple matter of think, thinking or thoughts. It's, it's 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 so much more. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I look at um It's like the mind now. It's just, I was just drawing out a diagram because you're saying like if you're in the class. Your body's there, but you're not there. Imagine if your mind is like a mobile phone and it's connected to other minds. Yeah. That, that's, that's how I see. you are interfacing with a mind that controls a body yeah. and it also yeah. interfaces yeah. with everything else.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: There's, there's so much we can go into.
1: Well, I mean even like dreams. I mean, you know, you wouldn't be lying in bed for about 8 hours or whatever unless it was a pretty good movie going on. <laughs> you know, in other words, the dream the dream must be real to you. Yeah. So where are you? It's another dimension. So there's another dimension again. So these are dimensions. Yeah. Cause it's not playing uh, in front you, of
0: the eyes, is it? And it's not playing in front no, of the ears.
1: So no, 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 where no.
0: is it being perceived?
1: Exactly. Who, who is it the person that's asking the question? Who is the person who's perceiving? Yeah. And you can go back to these levels. And that's, you're, you know, and that's a good way to do because you start to, you start to see, you start to ask that question and you start to realize that uh, what's out there isn't you. Mm. You are something even that lives forever. This is what I've come to realize. But, um, you know, the other thing I wanted to say was is things like energy medicines uh, are this other dimension that these dimensions we're talking about these don't really come up in the scientific conversation. They do in certain sectors, some brilliant scientists who work on this and dedicated their lives and there's great information. And that's actually where I get my information, um, the factoid, but experience. I also have experience as well. So it's, um, I forget where I was going with that. My mind's just jumping with so much information. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, what I was I gonna say about homeopathy? Yes, it's because it's energy and I'm wondering why uh, this has always been poo-pooed, despite all the evidence, and it's great performance and plays and stuff. Uh, you know, are even the other aspects of our bodies, or even that we can be healed naturally, why are these things suppressed? Because it points to the fact that we're energy beings. Yeah, yeah. And we're not solid uh, uh, objects that only have a certain lifetime. We're energy beings that, that are also timeless. And that brings up the idea of karma and eternity. And these people who want to control the world don't want to acknowledge that aspect. Yes. See, that's why they have to poo-poo it.
0: You can't control someone without a body. You can't punish them, and you can't tax them. Because if there's no body, Mm -hmm. how do you contain them?
1: Exactly. I presume that would be a
0: a fundamental problem they would have. So therefore, they have to paint and peddle the idea that you are a meat thing, that you are this, that you will starve to death, that you will do this when... Maybe the truth is that you don't.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, sometimes I think the way things are going, the way things are engineered that, um, you know, they do something and then people react. Well, that reaction is predictable. They've already taken care of that. Mm. But if we go to the next level, which is to take hold of the change, take hold of the vision, you see, they, they, they're not expect In physics, if you have a two body problem, it can be quite predictable. One billiard ball hits the other, you can tell where it goes. Three body problem, you get unpredictability. If you hit one billiard ball to hit off the other billiard ball, that third ball, very unpredictable where it's going to go. So if you can keep one step ahead, hmm. the algorithms, the machine, uh, doesn't work in that space. This is where we have the edge because we, by our very uh, beings, we're connected to the cosmos. Our consciousness can go anywhere. Uh, you know, this mm. is what we have. This is what we truly are. And, um, It's fascinating know,
0: that physicists don't get into this because surely yeah. if you go down an atomic level, an atom is basically a compression of energy. It's like a standing wave of energy. Yeah. But for some reason, yeah. they once they get to the yeah. atom, everything else is thrown out despite the fact that like what you're talking there, it all revolves around energies and something else that then becomes compressed, then becomes solid, then becomes real physical universe. But for some reason they stop at that boundary.
1: Yeah. is a a, blindness.
0: Yeah. Is it a blindness or is it a fear of crossing that line?
1: I think it's an implication. Ah. Um, Like for example, um, physics since 1927, uh, the boys uh, Bohr, Rutherford, all the big heads came up. They met Einstein at a conference, the Slovak conference of 1927. They said, hey Al, we got a problem. We're looking at the experiment. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if they said that. <laughs> right? By looking at the experiment, we're affecting its outcome. We're affecting the outcome just by looking at the experiment, just by making an observation. So what does this mean? This is a tenant of quantum physics. That consciousness affects how energy manifests, it either manifests as a wave or as a particle. Mm. And we, by observing it, determine that. So how we think, we manifest our world. Yeah, This is, this is our power. So, so what I like to think, you know, the, the Matrix movie where uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne uh, and Morpheus he shows the battery, says, this is what we are. Do you remember the movie? Yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not quite that we're energy at that level. What we are is uh, we have the ability that when we're programmed, we manifest the world. We take energy thought and manifest a material world. This is what we do. Hmm. So, if we, so if we could be programmed with someone else's program, their world can be manifest through us. This is this is this is this is our batteries. Yeah. So I like to speculate on these kind of uh,
0: yeah. Interesting cuz I always see yeah. the brain as a battery. I don't, I don't think the brain does any thinking at all. I just think it's a battery.
1: A receiver. Yeah. A receiver and transmitter. Um yeah, well this other thing is conscious thought. Um uh you know there's there's memory locations in the brain, but not all memory is within the confines of the skull
0: can't be yeah because if you die no, no, you'd forget yeah. everything wouldn't you
1: and here's another thing you know kinesiology the muscle testing have you yeah. heard of this muscle t- um well people can be asked questions beyond their own culture their own history do you right. get a you know you ask a yes or no question the muscle tightens or it doesn't ah, as a yes okay. or no a it's, bit it's, like,
0: it's, like the surgeons do with uh not coma patients but people who've had nerve damage you, you can monitor by the eye motion whether they've experienced or not experienced something.
1: That's a form of bioresonance, perhaps it is, but I'm sort of thinking like people can be asked questions about something on the other end of the world. Ah. And uh, their muscles will tense or not. The person doesn't know what's going on, their body is connected to that, and it'll respond accordingly to a yes or no type question. (laughs) showing Showing that we're really deeply connected. Is that like so, the use,
0: when people use pendulums, like clairvoyance use pendulums and things like that? Yeah,
1: yeah well, yeah, pendulums, I guess, is on the on, on the same line. But I, I see the pendulum as kind of amplifying the subtle responses of the body to its environment. So as it goes over water, you know, when they're dowsing for water, yeah, yeah, it might just tighten something up there or, or something happens or the wrist flick. And then... Uh, you know, the devices, the pendulum or the rods, they act as amplifiers of that small thing. So, so you can see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but it also shows that we're connected to our environment, but perhaps more in a local way with dowsing. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking of the Kogi Indians up in, I was talking to this to Anders and you correct me. Is it Colombia or Venezuela? I, I think it's Venezuela. America.
0: Okay. <laughs> the Americas.
1: Over there. Over there. <laughs> over there. Columbus. Yeah. I think, I think it's Colombia And, um, They have a mountain right near the coast that goes way up and they have these different microclimates and the Indians live there and they grow different sorts of crops at different altitudes. But one of the things they do is um, they have a great understanding of what's going on in the world and they get their information, uh, not from CNN or Fox or anything like (laughs) that, but they actually get children when they're born and they keep them way up in the mountain and keep them in darkness for seven years and they feed them only white food. Roots and things like that, and they become so sensitized to what's going on in the world. They relate everything else to the people in the, in, in, in the community, and uh, they're allowed out after seven years if they want to come out or go back in again, or something like that. Wow. So y- you get all these, you know, wonderful, amazing connections, and you go, you know, this is amazing. And then you think about your own little experiences. You know, you know, I was thinking about someone, and they told me. You know yeah you know there's more than just what's been prescribed to us you know this this box in which everything is meant to work and, and you know we're so much more than that yeah you know so these are just little indicators
0: fantastic well on this discovery of finding out how much more we really are where do people find you to um hear more or read more about these discoveries
1: well um Perhaps I can give you my email address. I have a made in podcast, a made in nature podcast. Okay. Um, I need to get a website up in development, um, but I have an email address and that would be K M O O R E Z or Z E Y at gmail.com. Okay. I know so, my letterbox is going to really fill up now.
0: <laughs> It'll be with questions like, "What does that mean? What's that? What's that all about? Uh, <laughs> where a are these email. <laughs> <laughs> Free the seven-year-old child. <laughs> yes, uh, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on today, and uh, there's there's so many things we could go into and, and discuss. And I, on my little, it's weird because like yesterday, in the last few days, me personally, um, without going into myself and just discussing myself my high of the last six months has sort of came down as a trough and I thought I was making progress personally as a being over the last six months um and then I was yesterday I found myself in the exact same point as I was a year ago or six months ago but I'm hoping it was just a little trough you know like when a graph goes up you have these slumps and yeah. I'm hoping it was a momentary slump and whatnot um but when I see and discuss and find out about these things it picks me up again as opposed to this is just all shite and it's just going nowhere and it's pointless so people like yourself doing what you do uh, and the sciences you're involved in i think are a great thing to be doing and it's great that you're pushing it out there and and prompting people to take a look and maybe put it into their life because i think that's the most valuable thing is to not just listen to it and read about it but actually put something into your life even if it is just putting more water in your body that's actually clean that would be a good start. So, thank you for joining me today. It's been great. Thank you, you.
1: Thank you so much, James. It's been an absolute uh, wonder. Yeah. Uh, it's been great talking to you. You're a great host, and uh, maybe you'll have me back again for uh, more watery things.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to have to dilute it even more, aren't we? It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll get as much as we can out of it. <laughs>
0: Brilliant.
1: Well, okay, fantastic. Thank All you, right.
0: man. You're most welcome. And on that note, podcast away.